Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. It is another edition, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, where we talk NCAA hockey here in the desert southwest. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where we topped the 100 mark once again today in the uh, the uh, end of May. So things are uh, heating up here in the desert southwest. My co-host joining me shortly, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. So uh, we've got... Uh, Lots of things to talk about tonight. Paul, how are you doing this evening? Um, we're uh, doing well. It's uh, been a crazy, crazy few days. Uh, <laughs> Boy, are you in, saying that? In, in the college hockey world. And, uh, you know, but uh, in terms of uh, things here, um, you know, it's... Yeah, oh, listen, it's been crazy for the last two months. So uh, whether we're yeah, talking yeah, there's a new uh, definition of hockey or not, crazy. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, in terms of uh, the college hockey world and the hockey world, the last seventy-two hours, well, the last three to five days have definitely been uh, head scratching and trying to keep up with. Anyway, I don't know if head scratching is the right word or the right phrase, but it has definitely been all over the place. Up, down, sideways, left, right. It, you pick a direction. It has definitely been in one of those. All right. Well, first thing first, I want to say a happy Memorial Day to you and your family because I didn't get a chance to do that yesterday. Yeah, uh, you we too. Had, uh, professional Hockey Southwest Weekly on last night. Um, we talked yep. NHL hockey like we do on Monday nights, and of Boy, course, talk about so the craziness. news broke. Yeah. <laughs> so the NHL, news broke after you're done. Yeah, well, we kind of figured what was going to happen. We had Tom Callahan on, our, our yeah. NHL, AHL guy joined uh, Seth and I, and uh, we had some really good conversation about what we were anticipating. Tonight, though, how excited are you for this one? We're going to have the, one of the co-captains of the 2021 Arizona State Sun Devil hockey team Josh Maniscalco joining us here in about 15 minutes or so. And we finally get to visit with Josh and pick his brain a little bit about uh, not only last year and uh, this coming yep. year, but also about his future. He's got a very bright uh, NHL future, it would sound like. And if you just look at it uh, from what he's been done on the ice so far, but it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to Josh. Before we get to that, though, Paul, anything happen out on Long Island in college hockey? Uh well, officially or unofficially? Uh, let's, let's do unofficially first. All right. Well, unofficially, <laughs> uh, I believe it was yesterday afternoon. Uh, and, you know, we've had no official 
confirmation of that, but uh, the, the the college hockey guy that works at the uh, big sports network uh, put out there that uh, uh, LIU will be hiring Brett Riley uh, as its first head coach for its men's team. Um, you know, they had their first year of women's hockey last year and their head coach, Rob Morgan, uh, if the name Riley sounds familiar to you as a hockey fan, it should, because it's basically U S royalty in yes. terms of, uh, U S hockey, uh, going all the way back to the mid fifties. I believe there was a Riley on, if I'm, and I don't know this off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there was a Riley on the 56 U S Olympic hockey team. Uh, I, Believe you are correct on that. I'm, I'm trying and to then of course, my brain, but that sounds familiar. Of course, then there were a couple of his family members on the 1960 uh, gold medal winning team for the U.S. And they've been associated with hockey up at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point forever and ever and ever. So, you know, we've talked in the past about uh, families that are hockey royalty uh, in terms of their contribution to the game, uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, the uh, Brock Nelson is yes, related to, to the Christian family and the Christian brothers, and they used to make sticks, and they were involved in the 60 Olympics, and Dave Christian, of course, won a gold medal at Lake Placid. Just a quick second to get the name off the t tip of my tongue. Um, but the, the Riley family's right up there. I mean, you could say that they're one in 1A, whatever order you want to put them in, uh, in terms of U.S. hockey families and, and you know, and their contributions to the game in the U.S. And, you know, LIU, if that is their choice, is, is making a, a really smart choice because – a, he knows the area, uh, and B, uh, you, you know, that name will give them instant credibility uh, wherever, you know, they show up. So um, that was an interesting uh, piece of news that came out. Like I said, they haven't said anything official. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's just speculation uh, at this point, but right. it sounds pretty credible. Uh, from the source it came from. So yeah. uh, until we know for sure, we'll just kind of go with it as speculation. But, um, right. you know, when I heard the name, uh, that's exactly what I thought, Paul. I thought uh, it, it was credibility in a nutshell, right? And the person you want to have, I mean, if you can't have Greg Powers build your program, uh, have Mr. Riley do it because uh, he, he's probably pretty good at what he does as well. So um, it's the family that, business, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> when, you look at, when you look at LIU, right, and we said yeah. they were team number 61. And right. then what, about three, four, five days ago, we got word that they maybe were team 60 again. And I say maybe because I think this is still up in the air, but we, we got word that uh, Alabama Huntsville's program was being cut due to budget cuts due to right. COVID. Uh, it's changed a lot over the last couple of days, including a GoFundMe account of all things that's that's kicked into gear for uh, for the uh, well, Alabama Huntsville faithful. So, just your thoughts on on Huntsville? Well, listen, uh, this is 
the second time that they've been in this position. Uh, they were in this position about 10 years ago. And, you know, they managed to raise the money to keep the program. Uh, at that point, they were an independent. Uh, they had just uh, applied. You know, they were in a, a conference called College Hockey America. They had a 16 conference. And when the Big Ten came in and the and all the conferences changed, they were kind of left out in the cold, so to speak. Uh, they applied to what was then the CCHA, uh, were denied, eventually got into the WCHA. And, you know, it kind of saved the program too. But now they're kind of back in that same spot 10 years later. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's hard to recover from. Day in a decade, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to, 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 to maintain things or build up on things when you're always on that edge. And, you know, officially they've announced they're cutting the program. So that makes all those players now free agents, okay? And those players can leave if they choose to leave, uh, if they have a chance to go elsewhere. Um, so if they save the program, and basically, as I was reading it today, uh, they did start the GoFundMe. Uh, apparently, the goal for that is to reach the $500,000 mark by Friday afternoon. Uh, if they do that, apparently there are some people with some big money that said they will match the 500000 I can't blame them for wanting to see if the community support is actually really there uh, before donating that kind of money. Um, but if they do manage to salvage the program, uh, they're basically going to be starting from scratch again. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and somewhere – at some point, somebody involved with that has got to say, okay, you know, we've been do at this for a long time. People don't realize how long they've been playing uh, NCAA hockey at Huntsville. Oh. It's been about 30 years. Yes, it Maybe has. a little bit more. Okay. Uh, when they used to have Division II hockey, they won a couple of Division II national championships. Um, they had a club team for a long time before that. Uh, and – you know, they had some years where they were very successful on and off the ice. So it is definitely a situation where it's it's it has been in constant flux. Uh, as we know, the WCHA uh, after this year will still exist. It just won't really have anybody in it. Because seven of those teams, and that's, that's a problem. <laughs> well, it's a it's a different problem for a different show. Uh, but those teams couldn't leave, uh, couldn't throw out, and and let's face it, that's what they did. Right. Uh, people, if if people involved with that league want to take me on, okay, whatever. But that's what you did. Okay, you kicked the Alaska schools in Huntsville to the curb. Okay. okay that, then, hold, hold that. Hold that thought, because that's for another show. Uh, before oh. we get to our guest, uh, our, our captain Josh Maniscalco. Before we get on with him, I just want to quickly throw out uh, the mess, if you want to call it that. This is is well. The school said they were dropping the hockey program, as you've already brought up. The fundraisers, the boosters, are out there trying to make money to keep the program. In the right. meanwhile, about ten, at least 
10 of their players have entered the NCAA transfer portal, which means that they're basically free game um, to go to other schools. The problem, Paul, and and we'll talk about this after uh, we visit with Josh, but um, the problem with that is the schools that might be taking these players on don't know what they're taking on because they don't know if they're going to have a program and they're just going to opt to transfer, i.e. Sean Doogie. Uh, what he did with Wisconsin, just left Wisconsin and, and got in the portal and picked up and was eligible to play or will be eligible to play. We don't know what these players from Huntsville that are in the portal, A, will they stay in the portal? Will they go back to Huntsville if the program's still there? Or will they look for other choices? And if they if they find another choice and Huntsville keeps the team, are they gonna are they gonna have a place to, you know, are they gonna have to wait out a year? I mean, who knows, right? So well We'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Um, but let's see. All right. That's fine. Go ahead. What do you guys say? No, I was just going to say, as far as I know, okay, the, the program is officially done. Those players in the transfer portal, they're immediately eligible. Right. But but what happens so, if the program is resurrected? Are they are they going to go back? Are they going to stay where they are? That's a, that's are a different issue. Other, yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, that's a anyway. different issue. That we can talk about after Josh. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's listen to a couple of our sponsors, and then we'll come back, and uh, hopefully we'll have Josh Maniscalco online with us, and uh, we'll talk to the captain, or the co-captain. We'll be right back. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, if you just want a straight shot of the best-tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether celebrating an overtime game winner or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. All right, and I think we are ready to go. We've got a very special guest tonight. It's Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, on Long Island, New York. And we have got the uh, newly named co-captain of the Arizona State Sun Devils, Josh Maniscalco, with us. Josh, first of all, how are you, and uh, where are you at tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I'm actually in uh, my apartment in uh, Tempe now, so I'm still here on campus. Um, doing the best to, you know, stay in shape in these crazy times with the whole COVID thing. But yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying the Arizona weather right now. I'm, I'm here in Tempe. Well, it's glad to have you here in Arizona. I'm glad to hear everything's going well for you as well. And congratulations on the co-captain honor. It's, uh, it's always great to be uh, recognized by your coaches and teammates, I'm sure. Um, before we jump into everything though, Josh, I just want to check check with you and see how things went and, and emotionally where you're at after the way this uh, unbelievable season ended for you guys. Um, yeah, uh, obviously um, we would have loved to give uh, that senior group, you know, that, that chance to give it a run. Um, I mean, you, you of all people definitely know how much those, those seniors meant to the program and building everything that this, this program's um, at right now. Um, so definitely, um, you know, feel bad for those guys. But um, I think everybody believes that, you know, there's a story uh, left unwritten there. Um, we had a good group of guys and um, 
a really good team and you know we were a little sour after we you know lost to Quinnipiac in the first round of the tournament uh the year prior so I think um we were just itching to get back and you know see what we could do and uh I think um the whole you know college hockey world is kind of sh- shocked at how fast the season ended and abrupt abruptly so um yeah um I think we all just kind of wish that we had that chance to to play and see what we could do but nothing we can do about it now all right josh i'm going to give my co-host a chance to, to start firing away we'll kind of alternate questions here in a minute but i wanted to ask if this is how i kind of looked at it from the players and coaches that i've talked to over the last 12 weeks or so um it seemed to me it kind of went in phases it looked like initially maybe you guys were in shock for the first couple of weeks where you just kind of in disbelief of what had happened and then it seemed like you kind of shifted to maybe three weeks or so over the point where hey, we're all in this together. It happened to everybody. There's nothing we can do about it. And you kind of had some resolution. But then I think maybe week six, seven, you guys got a little itchy and wanted to start getting back on the ice if that was possible. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I would I would definitely say that. You know, at first we were kind of like, all right, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens. You know, it won't be too long. You know, we'll just coop up and, you know, do our part. And now it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right, we're – trying to figure out if we're going to play next year and you know we're all trying to stay in the best shape as possible and get on the ice and um you know we don't want to break any rules or anything like that so it's you know there's a lot that goes into it I know our staff's still working very hard having a lot of meetings and stuff to you know figure out what's best for us and try to get us on the ice and back together as fast as possible so um yeah I know there's a lot that goes into it and you know your assessment's very fair on on that front all right, Paul. Uh, Josh, so you've been named uh, co-captain now in kind of a weird situation. And I know that when teams do their off-season workouts, one of the things about doing it with a, with a bunch of your teammates is that it's a lot easier to push each other. Have you guys kind of sat down, uh, you and, and Jacob Wilson and, and Dom Garcia and Johnny Walker, uh, figure out try how to push the rest of your teammates uh, as much as you can as the leaders uh, like you would in a normal situation? Um, honestly, I would say, you know, one thing about the, the college hockey season is it's very long. Um, you know, it starts in the right. beginning of October, but you're starting workouts in August and stuff, and it goes all the way till, you know, March, April, May, that area. Um, so I think like right now it's kind of just a on your own thing, you know, everybody on our team is pretty driven to, to get better and, you know, we don't have to be all over them to do that. Um, we got a pretty, uh, intense, um, fitness testing, um, that comes in August. So everybody kind of knows that what's coming and, you know, they don't want to fall behind in any way. So, um, I think we kind of just, you know, balance off what the coaches are saying and when, you know, we're going to be allowed to get back together. And, you know, until, until everybody's back here, um, you know, we kind of just trust and, you know, believe that everybody's, you know, doing their part to stay in shape and, um, you know, pull their, pull their portion of the rope. Um, so um, as far as uh, us as a leadership group, you know, we just kind of have a lot of trust in our, the rest of our team to, you know, pull their, pull their portion. Josh, Does it make it? Oh, go ahead, Paul. 
Does it make it easier knowing that how deep this team could be coming back that no one can really afford to take a day off even in practice? Yeah. Um, I mean, all of us are kind of staying in touch and, you know, seeing who, what's, uh, um, you know, who's doing what in terms of, you know, working out. And uh, I've talked to a couple of the guys that are new coming in and, you know, they have great setups, great gyms and, um, you know, they're, they're able to skate and stuff like that. So um, I know that they'll be, they'll be ready to jump in and right at the right pace as uh, everybody else. So um, it's exciting. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of really good things about the, the freshman group. I've got to know a couple of them um, from their, their visits and just talking to them since um, they've been added to our team officially. Um, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited. We have a really good group of guys coming back, returning, um, a lot of experience and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully, you know, everything goes as planned. We get to start our season, um, when we're supposed to, and hopefully we get to play as, as many games as, you know, we're supposed to. So we'll see what happens. You know, Josh, uh, it's, it's no secret that you and your defensive partner from the last couple of years, uh, Rince and Passionate are very close and very good friends. So, um, how difficult for you personally is it going to be to see Brinson gone or, or have you been able to just kind of reconcile all that right now? Um, yeah, I know I haven't, haven't, really, you know, been able to figure out that, you know, next year I won't be able to step on the ice with him. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I know that, you know, we have a good D group and, you know, I'm, I'm not too worried. I've actually, I played with Semic before I came to Arizona state in uh, Dubuque. So I'm, I know I'm comfortable with that. And, you know, there's a lot of other defensemen there, you know, Vito, uh, Jack Judson, Jacob Wilson, um, the uh, Cosa Bud. Um, so, you know, wherever, you know, Coach Powers thinks is best um, to play with me and who I get to play with, I'm sure we'll, you know, do our best and figure it out. And, um, you know, maybe uh, somebody surprises you and, you know, they come out and put up a couple more points in Brinson. You know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely, I'm sure, Paul. I'm sure Coach would take that in a heartbeat, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, before we even talk about things that uh, are, are are on the horizon, uh, one of the things we wanted to get your feelings about, uh, even though this was a while ago, this is my first chance to, to, to chat with you. Uh, you went to your first NHL development camp last year. Um, what was that experience like? Um, it was very eye-opening. Uh, you know, it's crazy to see um, what the college players are like compared to the guys coming from Europe, compared to the guys, you know, coming from the CHL. Um, I, I remember sitting down with uh, – I was talking to one of the kids who was actually drafted by the Bruins that year who played in the USHL, and he was like, man, like – it's crazy how much stronger you college guys are compared to everybody else. So um, it was just kind of nice to see that, um, you know, the reason why we all come to college is to get bigger, faster, stronger, and give us those extra years to develop rather than what you get in uh, the CHL. So it was nice to kind of hear that and, um, you know, kind of put it to, you know, motion picture and, you know, feel out how it was versus those European guys and, you know, there's a lot of skill coming from Europe and, you know, there's a lot of skill coming from the CHL, but you could definitely tell that uh, all the college guys there were bigger, 
and not necessarily faster, but just stronger. Josh, when we talk about uh, Arizona State hockey, you've had a chance to see it for a couple of years now, and you see what Coach Powers is building. Uh, think back to when he recruited you. Did you think this is where it was going to be uh, as you enter your junior year? Um, I, from the beginning, I was always on board with Coach Powers' plan. Um, you know, I wanted to be a part of that plan and be a big piece of it. So um, I think we all kind of had a goal, and this is definitely what the goal was. Obviously, you know, we want to win a national championship as fast as possible, but, um, you know, we're competitive. We, we wanted to be competitive as fast as possible, and, you know, we're there. And um, coming in, I didn't know how fast it was going to happen. Um, I think everybody was – a little shocked that it happened last two years prior when we made the tournament for the first time. Um, but that group we kind of knew as long as we worked, we could play with anybody. And, you know, there is a really, really good senior class and junior class that um, definitely knew how to get after it and work. And they, you know, they showed us that um, us underclassmen, they showed us that, and, you know, we jumped on board and helped out as much as possible. So, um, it's kind of reassuring and nice to see that the plan that coach powers drew up and um, you know, what he told us when he was recruiting us um, it's nice to see it all kind of come out and um, you know, happen in front of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. And I, I one quick follow up to that. Um, the beginning of last year, which started for you guys in, in July, basically before you went to China, uh, your defensive partner and captain last year, uh, Brinson Passionate, stood in front of us in the media and said, uh, I'm here to win a national championship. And we all looked at him like, uh, okay. <laughs> we, well, I guess we didn't really think that was a, a realistic goal. But, man, oh, man, I would have really have loved to see what would have happened because I personally thought you guys were really starting to come on before this season ended. And I could see the confidence as I'm there every Tuesday with you guys and I could see the confidence building on the ice. Tell the, the Sun Devil faithful out there just how good you guys were. How good did you think you were in March? Yeah, um, I think, uh, well, just talking with that senior class from last year, um, you know, they when they came in as freshmen, they, all, they told themselves from the beginning, like their senior year would be the year that they, you know, had a shot to win the national championship. And, um, kind of to see that get cut short stinks for sure. But I definitely think that our team like game as a team really started to come together. Um, you know, our power play started to really clip there at the end and our penalty kill was clipping there as well, which is huge because, you know, special teams is massive in college hockey. It wins and loses games. So to kind of have that front and be confident there, you know, when, when our power play jumped out on the ice, you know, we knew we were going to score um, which is, which is great. You know, it's that confidence is just, it's so fun to play that way and, you know, step on the ice and not even have to think. Um, so, I mean, I think we had a very, very good team. Um, depth is a, is a major part of that. You know, we had four lines that could play and, you know, to be able to, to do that and stay on a team and hound a team, um, it's dangerous in college hockey. And it's a shame that, you know, we didn't get to see how it played out. All right, Paul. Do you guys think that because you guys played about six weeks or maybe even a little bit longer, where it seemed like every game 
was if we win the third period, we win the game. Uh, did that feel like you guys were in a tournament for, 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 for two months before uh, the season even was supposed to end? Um, I mean, when it gets down to the end like that, you know, pairwise, for us at least, since we're not in a division, um, you know, pairwise is everything. And, you know, a couple of those teams that we play, you know, people know what, you know, what's going on. So say we play a team that's ranked 45 or something in the pairwise, you know, they, they want to beat us just to knock us out of the tournament. So, you know, at that point, um, I mean, it's college hockey. Everybody's good. So, um, you know, it, you, yeah, you, maybe you are right. Every game is like a tournament game at that point because the team we're playing wants to knock us out and we need to be in. So, you know, everybody's going at it as hard as possible. And um, I'm sure it's it's entertaining and it's fun and it gets us ready for the tournament for sure. And then, you know, usually we'll, we would have had that couple weeks off there prior to the tournament to kind of ramp us back up and get a, our bodies um, healed up from injury and ready to go. So, um, yeah, but no, I, I would agree that those those last couple weeks there are definitely like um, a tournament in itself. Josh, we talked a little bit now about the uh, the past. Let's look forward a little bit. And, you know, when you look on paper, and, and I'm sure you have, and, and actually beyond paper, you've actually seen these guys. But when I tell you that there's, uh, you're looking at like 10 seniors <laughs> coming in and uh, one of the top five recruiting classes in the country, um, how good can this year's team be, assuming that everything goes off as planned? Oh, uh, yeah, I think um... – you know, when when you have a stellar freshman class come in, and I think it um, their success is, you know, rated off of how the upperclassmen can, you know, get them acclimated and confident in their game as fast as possible. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, the challenge for us is going to be to, you know, get them on pe- on page as fast as possible and play in their game confidently in college hockey. And, you know, that'll be the, you know, the deciding factor on how good we really are. You know, we obviously have a great team with a lot of experience, but we need to, you know, pass that experience on as fast as possible in order to be, you know, an elite team in college hockey. So um should be fun. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. I know I, I, you know, I trust all the upperclassmen that they're, you know, going to lead, by example, and, you know, do the right thing all the time. So um, I'm excited. Um, you know, that's part of the reason, you know, why I'm so excited to get the, the year going because we have such a promising team next year. We just got to, you know, put all the puzzle pieces together. Is there something, is there something specific? Is there something specific uh, that you yourself uh, are trying to work on at this point in in what is now the off season, or is this still kind of uh, just trying to get ready to to get back on the ice? Uh, are there things that you can do that translate to the ice that you are uh, work and I'm working on because you can't get on the ice even as an individual? Um, have you tried to? to figure out way or have you figured out ways to kind of uh, jumpstart that for when you actually do get back on the ice? Yeah. So um, I uh, obviously, you know, with NCAA regulations and everything, we're not allowed to get on the ice. Like I said, I'm here in Arizona. Um, Right. So what I've been doing a lot is um, 
I've been asking our coaches to, you know, go over video with me, watch my shifts from last year, just to kind of stay on pace with, you know, the correct decisions to make in games and kind of stay, um, stay sharp in that front. Um, and I think that that does does a lot for me personally because my mind sees it over and over again. Um, and then, you know, that just makes it all the easier to do it once you get back and once we're back into the swing of things. So, yeah, that's definitely one of the, the main things that I've been doing to stay sharp in, in this offseason. Yeah, because you really can't replace uh, skating with anything else. It's just such a unique skill. Uh, I would think it's hard to replicate it even with rollerblades, no? Yeah, that yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um it's funny you say rollerblades actually. So my like whole like when I was younger, my uh, right. mom, my mom was bought me a set of rollerblades and I was rollerblading around or whatever and then I went back to ice and I was complaining about it felt weird and this that and the other thing. And she was like, <laughs> "Oh, well that's cuz you've been rollerblading." Um and you know, since this whole coronavirus thing, I actually got a set of rollerblades, so I'm a little curious to you know see what happens once i get back on the ice but i'm um, i'm pretty confident that you know after what 18 years of skating i should should be able to get right back into it but we'll see so if i forgot how to skate you know why <laughs> yeah well listen just out of curiosity as long as you brought up when you were younger i, I i've been trying to figure this out how do you say the name of your hometown huh it's uh, it's pronounced Perkiomenville. Okay, I, I just, I wasn't gonna try and pronounce it. Usually, I'm the one that's good at that. Scott usually mangles most of them, but I was just curious, so I, I, I just, I, I sat there and I'm like, I'm looking at this. How the heck do you say that? I'm still not. You just said it, and I'm still not sure I can figure it out. Well, Paul, Paul, a little secret. Since you're on Long Island and I hang around the rink on Tuesdays all the time, it just becomes a Manny, too. I don't even mess with Maniscalco. It's just, it's just Manny when I see him. <laughs> uh, no, that, the, the, the Maniscalco is easy enough. But, uh, uh, okay, so, so Josh, you talked a little bit about trying to stay in shape, and you also talked a little bit about the strength when you went to the NHL camps. And I've heard from a lot of different people, and I mean a lot of different people, that Leanne Blinn is the key to strength and conditioning at Arizona State University. Your thoughts on Leanne Blinn? Yeah. What makes her hard laughing and doing with us. So, you know, when we're in there spending our, you know, time working out with Leanne, um, you know, she's kicking our butt, but at the same time, you know, it's a good, healthy relationship. Um, and, you know, that makes us comfortable to, you know, want to go in there and get, you know, our extra work in. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of guys, you know, on our team asking her every day, texting her, hey, like, just quick little questions about this and that. And she's right on it and everything. She, you know, one thing that I personally like so much about Leanne is how much you can see how she loves her job. Like she absolutely loves her job. She's always willing to do anything extra, anytime, answer any questions, give you feedback on anything. And um, I think that's, you know, it's an irreplaceable trait. You know, she's, she's great. She's great for us. Just a quick follow-up on that, Josh. You know, I, I have a chance to visit with her quite frequently. And 
when I visit with Leanne, I, one of the things I'm most impressed by is what she does with you guys on the road. Because uh, it's no secret, you guys flew a lot of airline miles last year. And I always ask her, I say, how do you get the guys get their legs fresh again? So any secrets to that? Um, I don't know. I, you'd have to ask Leanne about that one. I don't want to <laughs> give away her secrets. I set like you up that. for that she's one. Just, she's very adamant on once once we once we get into town, just to once we get into town, she's she's just you know tries to get us moving and relax. You know, we have uh, you know training tools like. I don't know if you ever heard on the Norman Tech stuff like that. She's, you know, very adamant on us getting our legs flushed out after those long travel days. But I think one thing that definitely helps a lot too is we usually travel on Wednesday. So that gives us, you know, Thursday to flush the legs and then Friday morning skate to flush the legs. So by Friday night, we're, you know, ready to go. Great point. Paul? Josh, uh, just kind of go backwards again a little bit. Um, you in your junior career played for a couple of places that uh, I, I'm not sure that the general public knows just what those things are like. Uh, first of all, you played at uh, Shattuck St. Mary's. Uh, for people that don't know, Sidney Crosby also played at that school. What was that experience like? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember – 12, 13 years old, my, uh, one of my really good friends, Julian Detmer decided to go to Shattuck and I was like, Hey mom, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going, but yeah, no, that place definitely has had a huge impact on my hockey career. Um, you know, you're a freshman in high school and you're living in a dorm with 20 of your teammates and you just do everything with them. Um, you know, you're playing hockey all the time. Ice is always available there and it's, it's great. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of little, you know, stick skills and stuff like that really develop at that point, too. So, um, yeah, I, I love my time there. Um, you know, winning, I think when you're young, winning is a really important thing to, you know, learn how to do and to build that confidence in yourself. And, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time at Chiatic. Um, You know, we won a lot of games there. So I think um, – to give me that confidence to, you know, play my game, play my style um, definitely comes from uh, my, when I was at Shattuck for sure. Uh, that place is, place is awesome. And then you went from there and had a spot on the U S national development team. Uh, I don't think people kind of understand what that experience is like as well. That's basically giving you a chance to play on an all-star team for a whole year or two. Is it not? Yeah, so that is pretty much 20 of the 20, you know, 22 selected players in America, um, all American-born players, obviously. And um, school together, you go and train and skate together every day. And, um, it, yeah, like you said, it's kind of like an all-star team for two years where you're a team and uh, you're 16 years old playing the USHL together. So um, it definitely – uh, is a little different than than usual. You know, you got to learn how to come together at such a young age and play much older um, players. So um, yeah, that's a that's a cool place to play. And, go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say, and and I would assume 
just based on things like the travel and the schedule, that probably prepared you more for uh, your time at ASU than maybe anything else? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you're traveling a lot and you got to go through school. So I, it definitely helps with, um, you know, time management and figuring out when to do your homework and, um, you know, learning how to do your homework when you're away from school on the road and stuff like that. Um, I think one thing that uh, definitely benefited my transition to um, being a college uh, athlete was um, when I played in Dubuque, actually, our coach made everybody who wasn't in high school take a college class. So, you know, we'd do the same thing. We'd come in in the morning, work out, skate, and then we'd go home and do our, you know, classwork, which is exactly what I do here um, at ASU. So that definitely, definitely prepared me for college as well. All right, Josh, we'll, uh, we'll let you go on a couple of final questions here. The final one for me is, as you look ahead, and I know you want to stay in the moment and finish out this year with the national championship, but no secret, you're an uh, NHL talent. We all know it. We've all seen it. Um, what would you like to accomplish this year that would prepare you for a future, hopefully in the National Hockey League? Um, I don't know. I, I personally just want to play my best – um, you know, every game, I'm not really focused on, you know, the national championship. Um, um, right now I'm focused on, you know, our first games, the first weekend. Um, you know, I, that all that fancy NHL stuff doesn't, doesn't happen without a, you know, great junior, junior season. So, you know, it starts with game one, it starts tomorrow at workout, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's definitely a, a building, building thing. So I'm just trying to, you know, continue to build, continue to build until I'm, you know, ready to make that jump. All right, Paul, go ahead and wrap it up with Josh. I just want to say, Josh, that, uh, you know, as, as hopefully we're all getting ready for the, for the 2021 season, uh, just want you to know when you scored that goal at the Bruins development camp, okay, that ooh from the crowd sticks in my head. And I don't know why. It just was a sound I wasn't expecting to hear. And hopefully we get a few more of those oohs uh, with, with some shots that you take this year uh, wearing a maroon and gold. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for those oohs. I, I like scoring <laughs> goals. So hopefully there's plenty of goals to go around this year. <laughs> all right, Josh, man. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, for joining us tonight. I'll give you one final word, as you know I always do. You get a chance to speak to the Sun Devil faithful and get them a little fired up for what's going to happen when you guys hit the ice uh, and start playing games for real in October. Yeah, um, I know we're all hopping at the bit to, you know, play again. we got a lot to prove um, coming from, you know, last year and what to expect this year. So um, expect good things. You know, you know we, have a, we have a good team, and, um, you know, we're – like like Brinson said last year, um, same plan this year. You know, we're trying to win a national championship. All right, Sun Devil fans, you heard it from the captain. Uh, in, a national championship is in sight. I'm not going to tell you what my magic number yet is, Josh. I have one every year, but but I'll let you guys know when we get oh, into don't get them started, the first week Josh. of the season. <laughs> don't get them started. Oh, jeez. <laughs> have a good night, Josh. Thanks again for yeah. joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Take care. Have a good night.
Thank you. All right, folks, that's Josh Maniscalco from your Arizona State Sun Devils, one of the new co-captains for the 2021 season. Can you believe it, Paul? We're talking 2021. Let's hope. Let's hope. (laughs) All right, let's take another quick break. Let's hear from some of our great sponsors, and then Paul and I will come back and, and wrap up things on another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We'll be right back. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community, offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right year for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pregame like a pro, postgame like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. All right, we're back. Scott Strandy here live in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining us as always from that beautiful, gorgeous palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul uh, yeah. Josh Maniscalco, every time we have uh, a chance to visit with him, uh, he lives up to all the expectations. I just can't wait to see what he does on the ice this year as a captain. Well, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, I know he mentioned that he's played with some of uh, his 
fellow teammates uh, in the past. But, you know, it, it, it the spotlight is really going to be on him now, uh, taking over for his uh, partner the last two years in Brinson Pashnup. Um they have uh, different skills and different skill sets. Uh, they're both very good with the puck. Uh, they both skate very well. Um, and they were able to make up a lot of ground, uh, whether it was in one end of the ice or the other. But now you're going to play with somebody where, at least in the beginning of the season, you're going to have to think a little bit. And it, it will definitely be an adjustment. Uh, because, you know, him and Brinson play 25 minutes a game. Uh, it won't be completely new who he plays with, uh, but it's still going to be different, at least to start with. Um, he is a tremendous, tremendous player. Uh, you know, you don't get 30 points uh, as a defenseman in the NCAA without having skill. And without being able to handle the puck and shoot the puck, and more importantly, as a defenseman, pass the puck. Um, but, you know, because he was playing with the captain, the, you know, the spotlight was always off of him a little bit. Uh, that will be something that he might have to get used to uh, in terms of the spotlight being on him now as a captain. Uh you know, obviously they have co-captains and assistant captains, but you're going to, you're, you know, he's still going to get a lot of playing time. He's still going to kill penalties. He's still going to be on the power play. And that'll be one of the things that we'll watch for early in the season is the power play. Cause as Josh said, that's the difference between winning games and, and, and losing games, especially in the playoffs or, uh, late in the third period, uh, so, and, and it's going to change. It's, it's, he's just not Brinson passionate, but I don't want to make it sound like uh, that that's a knock because Brinson Pashnuk wasn't Josh Maniscalco. So, you know, they're, they're just going to see things differently because they're not in each other's heads. Yeah. If absolutely. you understand what I'm getting at. I, I do, and uh, and one major difference between the two is the size difference. Uh, Brinson quite a bit smaller than Josh. Josh can play a, a – and Brinson played a physical style as well, but Josh just uh, – it's a little more effortless to play the body for him with his size, and uh, his shot, extremely good, like Brinson's, and uh, his accuracy is getting better uh, from the point as well. We saw that towards the end of last season, so it's going to be exciting. Uh, before we get too much deeper into our wrap-up, I want you to throw out something you've been holding for about oh month and a half now, and that's the uh, the year end awards for the Sun Devils. So go ahead and give yeah, me we a haven't had a chance. If you would, we haven't had a chance to mention it, so we'll just get <laughs> it. Uh, um, the, the Iron Man Award went to Jacob Wilson, one of the new captains. The Best Teammate Award uh, went to Max Prodzik. Uh, the Co Rookies of the Year, Jack Judson and Jacob Semek. And that only seems right because it seems like they were paired up from the beginning and, and stayed together all year, uh, kind of like uh, Josh and, and Brinson were from day one there. And, uh, and they were called the twins, in case you uh, yeah. didn't know. They were the <laughs> twins from day one on campus. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, they give out an award called the Practice Hero, and that went to uh, fellow Long Islander Chris Grando. 
And uh, no surprise to anybody, the team MVP uh, was the former captain, Brinson Pashna. So we've been holding on to that for a while. And it's a good thing that we haven't been able to get it in, not a bad thing, because that means we've had plenty to talk about uh, for the last two months, right? Yeah, absolutely. We would get uh, very bored if we didn't have anything to talk about. So let me tease a couple of things, and then we're going to talk just a little bit about, uh, uh, again, some what's going on with uh, Alabama-Huntsville. But um, one of the things that we're going to start uh, next week the 1st of June, from June through July. We're going to work on building our uh, followers, building our uh, downloads, and uh, we're going to do that by giving away some stuff. We've got uh, okay. two, do- two dozen T-shirts to give away each month for June and July. We've got right. uh, two dozen koozie, or, uh, koozie cup holder drink holders from our good friends at Summer Skates. Yeah, those are nice because it's getting to be summertime. And they've also offered up some summer skates. I believe we're going to have four or five pairs of summer skates to give away as well. And uh, we have just become a retailer of their product. So if you're a fan of a favorite player in the NHL, you're now going to be able to order them through us uh, and be able to get your favorite player's name and number on your summer skates. So that's coming up in the future. It starts next week on June 1st. It'll be all three of our podcasts. So, Here's my key to everybody out there. We're going to do some different things, and it's going to be a surprise every week what we're going to do. But uh, the key to it is subscribe, follow us on uh, social media, and look for the hashtag Pucks on the Pod. Pucks on the Pod, if you see that hashtag, that's going to be your key to, to win some prizes, whether it be trivia prizes, whether it be listener prizes. Maybe it's just a random thing. You put out that uh, hashtag, and, and we let you know you've got a prize coming. So. Stay tuned. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Okay, I got that out of the way. Paul, it's your turn to uh, talk a little bit about you, uh, University of Alabama, Huntsville, and, and where they sit right now. Well, that's a good question, Scott, because nobody knows. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, one, nobody I? knows. Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, listen, I'll take the low-hanging fruit once in a while. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't mind the softball <laughs> questions once in a while, um, but they really don't. Um, before we started the, the podcast, you know, the last time I saw their fundraising efforts on their GoFundMe page, it was at about $110,000, $110,000. Not and bad for about 24 have, hours. No, it not not bad. Uh, they have to, the, the goal is to get to 500 by 5 o'clock, I would assume, that's central time on, on, on Friday afternoon. Um you know, and I, I don't know. Uh, it, it is just thrown everything up in the air. Uh, the players don't know what's going to happen. So when you hear that players are in the transfer portal, do you blame them? They, no, they want to know they're going to play next year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the crazy thing is that if – you know, the, the, the place that might benefit the most, if that's kind of the weird thing to say, uh, is is LIU because um, they have roster spots and they have a need for players and players that, well, you know, have played at the college level. So uh, it's kind of a weird thing. And I'm sure that uh, – uh, that 
whoever's attached to that program, if it is indeed Brett Riley, has has reached out or however it works with a transfer portal and however it's going to work uh, and said, hey, you know, we're playing, so if you want to continue to play, uh, here you go. Uh, I don't know how that's honestly going to work uh, or how it is going to work. Uh, so that throws two programs into uh, a blender. Uh, and by the way, the same thing goes for everybody's schedule. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, you know, not every school has released their schedule. Uh, certainly haven't released their all of their non-conference schedules. Uh, and, you know, we were wondering how LIU was going to get games at this late date. Well, we might we, we we might be seeing the answer in front of us. So, yeah. uh, the, the, this is really going to settle or unsettle a lot in the next three days in terms of a bunch of different programs. So, you know, and and I want to throw this out real quickly, and then I'll let you get to our, our wrap up read here in about a minute or so. But uh, you know, it's hard for me, Paul. To, to rationalize everything out there when I look at things, because in one area of the desert Southwest, Las Vegas, they're going to have six new ice sheets in about three and a half, four years. Um, and going from no hockey to boom, NHL, AHL, talk of maybe at some point getting to an NCAA program, a top caliber ACHA program. And then I look at other places and you see teams like Huntsville. It's got a lot of character and a lot of, heart and grit and a lot of diehard fans and they're sitting here struggling to raise money to to keep their program going and then you look at Again. places places like the desert southwest here that need more ice right and, and we're struggling to get more ice and get more people on the ice because they're dying to get on there and we just don't have the ice sheets for them it, so trying to put this all in a package is really difficult for me because in vegas it seems like they go up as fast as uh as fast as building a tent in your backyard. Well, listen, um, it's, it just goes to show you that every dynamic, uh, there's so much involved in it um, that you can't go side by side with a lot of places um, because different factors have gone into different things. Um you know, how much of of what happens in Alabama was or is because of the fact, and I'm not going to say that I'm inside anybody's head, but how much of it is the fact that uh, the conference left them? Yeah, right. They well, didn't leave the conference. The conference uh, left them. So yeah, who or, knows? Or, or how much is it administration? And that's a thing for another show. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you get onto the read, and uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap up things from another uh, great episode of College Hockey Southwest. Would you take it away, my friend? And College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Sprint, a brighter future for all. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Cactus and Tatum, and let him find you the right deal. Roger Klein's Canción Tequila for the best margaritas and more. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call ahead for pickup or citywide delivery with a fee. 
at 1-702-541-5546. Uh, when you go there, pick up a bottle of that Fallen Angel barbecue sauce. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com and order from there. Behind the mask, the season might be on hold, but your need for equipment is not. Order online at behindthemask.com or call 1-480-998-1260 for curbside pickup. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit summerskates.com. The College Barn and Grill. Call them at 1-480-588-6451. Place your order to pick up lunch or dinner on your way home. By Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop, for all of your ASU hockey merchandise. By OxyPow. Introducing our new line of all-natural hand sanitizers. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. By M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com and use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off your order. M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy the Ice Den, Scottsdale, and Chandler. Practice home of the Arizona Coyotes and the home of the Coyotes Youth Development Program. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and Stitcher, and now also at iHeartRadio. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. That was perfect, my friend, and a perfect way to end another College Hockey Southwest Weekly for my co-host, Paul Hornstein, out in Long Island, New York, our special guest, the co-captain of the Arizona State Sun Devil uh, hockey team, NCAA hockey team, Josh Maniscalco. This is Scott Strandy saying good night. Have a great week. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week with a little dinero from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers taking us away. Good night.